Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 552, Friday Forum. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. Yesterday, I saw Rogue One, and it was even better than I hoped it would be. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, we are back. I'll be in the daylight with a new installment of the Friday Forum. Does that make it the Saturday Forum? Yeah, I guess it does. Well, hi, (laughs) y'all. Welcome to Saturday, and uh, thanks for your patience. I'll give you a brief rundown of why the episode is late here in just a moment. But first, let me give you today's fun fact. Now, today is Saturday, December 17th, and you might have noticed, hopefully you did, that the flags in your town have been flying at half-staff this week. Well, by order of a presidential proclamation, United States flags are at half-staff for John Glenn from Friday, December 9th through sunset on the day of his interment, which is today. So, to honor this great American hero, here are some fun facts about John Glenn. And this comes from movienewsguide.com, which is maybe an unexpected place to find John Glenn facts, but I really liked the way they put this together. Number one, John Glenn was the first U.S. astronaut to orbit the Earth, and he did it in 1962. According to USA Today, in 1962, John Glenn went around the globe three times and then plunged into the Atlantic Ocean. Later, he would circle the globe another 134 times. Number two, he defied the age barrier when he went on his final space trip at the age of 77. When he climbed aboard the space shuttle Discovery in 1998, he became the oldest person ever to travel in space. And that's cool because I actually remember that one. Number three, John Glenn got attracted to flying at a very early age. He was eight when he began feeling strongly about it, and this obsession and love for flying continued until his end. John Glenn also flew 149 missions in World War II and the Korean War. Number four. John Glenn was the longest-serving U.S. senator in Ohio history. The Democratic senator held the office for 24 years. Number five, John Glenn married his childhood love, Anna Margaret Castor, on April 6, 1943, and they remained married until his death on December 8, 2016. And that means, get this, that they were married for 73 years, 8 months, and 2 days. Just think about that. I mean, that's amazing. I hope that I get the opportunity to be married to my wife for 73 years. That is so cool. And lastly, John Glenn was one of the most awarded men. He received honorary doctorates from Nihon University in Tokyo, Japan, Wagner College in Staten Island, New York, and New Hampshire College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Apart from these, he received a Distinguished Service Medal from then-President John F. Kennedy after becoming the first U.S. astronaut to orbit the Earth. Not a bad deal and a whole lot of other great achievements in the life of John Glenn. And uh, I think it's cool that we got the chance to do this today 
you know, a little serendipitous, I suppose, because he is a true great American hero and pioneer in uh, aviation and, and space flight. So anyway, take a moment today and remember John Glenn. Well, let me tell you as briefly as I can why this episode is late. Uh, let's see. Thursday's when I record the episode. And a week ago, my, you know, I drive a 1984 Toyota Celica. I love it. It's in great shape and it's just a wonderful car most of the time. About a week ago, my brake light and my battery light came on. Or it's not necessarily the battery light. It just means there's something wrong with the charging system. And I thought, okay, well, I need to look at that. And I don't drive my car very often and I just never looked at it. Well, Wednesday night, I went to a concert and I was driving my car after dark and it was really bad news. Like the, the lights in the car were getting really dim and, and the battery was getting lower and lower as I was driving. And I thought, okay, I really need to take care of this. I told my wife, hey, tomorrow I'm going to go see Rogue One with Colby. I need to borrow your car. She says, you can't borrow my car because I have promised Addison a, a mommy and daughter fun time out while you guys are doing your thing. Oh, well, okay. So now I've got the pressure and I've got to get my car fixed. So had to take my car apart and, and, and take it in for testing and it turned out to be the alternator. And anyway, well, that took a, several hours of my day and I thought, that's okay. I can absorb those hours. I'll just work a little bit later or whatever. So my son has a concert, a band concert on, on Thursday night. We get home from that and I at that point, we get home at like 8 o'clock, and I still have like six hours of projected work to do. It's, it's going to be a late night. And I start working. I work for about an hour, and then my computer randomly shuts off. And I have my software program I use, Adobe Audition, set to automatically save my work every five minutes. But for whatever reason, it didn't do it, and I had lost in an, a full hour of work. Not only that, but this particular podcast that I was anticipating taking an hour and a half for me to do, it was twice as long as normal. So it was now a three hour project. I lost an hour of work. And anyway, uh, so I just start working on it again. And this time I'm, I'm making sure that I'm manually saving like every five minutes. And about an hour later, boom, my laptop crashes again. And this time I cannot get it to power back on. It's, it's like a brick. Well, I was in the process of selling my iMac, and so I still have it sitting here on my desk, but I've wiped it clean. So I'm like, okay, well, fortunately, I use external hard drives for all my stuff. So I was able to just unplug my hard drives from my laptop dock and put them into my iMac, but I had to re-download software and configure it. And Anyway, five hours later, I finished the first project. <laughs> I then to do the second project and the third project, and now it's three in the morning, and I have two projects left. One of them is silly, and the other one, it can be put to Friday. And so that's what I had to do. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm barely staying awake here. It's already three in the morning, and I know that silly takes me an hour to do. So anyway, that's why it's a day late. <laughs> and so uh, thank you for your understanding. Some of you on Facebook were very kind. Uh, Good news is my car's fixed. I got it fixed uh, Friday morning. I, I fixed it. Uh, my MacBook, I don't know. They had to send it off. They couldn't figure it out. I took it in uh, to the Apple store. I set up an appointment. Their diagnostics couldn't figure it out. So they had to ship it off to the lab, and they're going to see what's going to be wrong with it. And it's probably going to cost me nearly $600 to get it fixed. Yay! <laughs> so anyway, well, I hope your week has been better than that. And you know what? Still, it, it could have been worse. I still have my Mac here, my iMac. 
And, and I mean, if I hadn't had it, it would have been a lot worse. So there's always a bright side, no matter what's going on, difficult, challenging things that we always face. We all have them. But, you know, I'm a firm believer in just positive thinking and staying positive. And this is one of those examples, messy, nasty stuff to deal with, but it could have been a lot worse. And so I'm very, very grateful for that. So anyway, I hope you've had a great week and I would love to hear, you know, lessons that you've learned. Here's just a short example. I tried to keep it short and tried to talk fast through that. But, you know, you, I know that you have some great lessons and stories that you can share with me and the rest of the listening audience. We have two Friday forums uh, left and I can tell you next week is already full. So we have one Friday forum left that is available and, uh, you know, we'll make it as long as we need to. So don't worry about that. Love for, to hear from you, though. 304-837-2278 or goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. And don't forget, that Friday forum is going to be a Thursday forum because I want the last episode to be something a little bit different. So that's going to be, uh, I believe, the 29th that, I, that, that that episode comes out. So your deadline is going to be the 28th. That Wednesday, if I got the date wrong, I don't have a calendar in front of me. Uh, oh, here's my phone. I'm like, where's my phone? I'm going to look this up. I don't want to give you the wrong date. I'm pretty sure that's right. December the 28th. That's right. December the 28th. Uh, get those in by, let's say, 10 o'clock Eastern time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. I, I do them late. So if you get your Friday forum submission in by 10 p.m. Eastern time on the 28th, it'll make it into that show. Okay. And I'd love to have you. All right, well, let's get into today's show. This is an audio contribution that we got in from Joshua. Here it is. I'm Joshua Banker, and this is my contribution to Stuff I Learned Yesterday Friday Forum. May 30th, 1979, a young mother who earlier that month had a baby got back to attending night classes at the local city college in San Diego, California. At home, her husband cared for their one-year-old son and their newborn son. She left class early that night to get home to nurse her baby. Normally, she would have walked out with a group of students, but not this night. She needed to get home early. This was the last time anyone who cared about her would see her alive. She was murdered in the parking lot by a guy who wanted her van. Her family waited several hours until they got the call that her body was found. The guy who murdered her was eventually caught and tried for murder. The young mother was my aunt. I was five years old at the time, and I didn't fully understand the concept of death. I wanted to see my aunt again, but I was told that I wouldn't see her again until I got to heaven. I didn't fully get the concept of heaven at five years old. I got more confused when we went to her grave site for the first time. So my aunt is in heaven. We were visiting her in this park. I imagined her in some kind of underground world at the cemetery, since everyone was staring at the ground where her remains were buried. I may have not had a concept of death, but I did know that I wasn't going to see her in this lifetime and she wasn't coming back. Over the years, I was always curious what happened to her the night she died. When I was in the ninth grade, we were doing debate speeches in English class, and I chose the topic of death penalty. As a part of my research, I searched out news clippings that told the story of what happened to her. I found out that her death was slow and cruel, not the quick death that I imagined. I won't go into details, but the prosecutor described it as the most brutal murder he had ever seen. The guy who murdered her was on death row, and due to California legal system, he had many appeals which extended his life in jail. Because I now knew the gruesome details, I felt an intense hatred towards him, and I wanted him to pay with his life for what he had done. 
15 years after the death of my aunt, my uncle, who didn't take care of his health, died of heart failure. He left behind two boys, now 15 and 16. From what I was told, he had trouble moving on with his life after the death of his wife. The many appeals would bring up the feelings of pain and loss all over again. Eventually, he just gave up. The two brothers, whom we had only seen a couple of times in the last 15 years, came to live with us. It brought this tragedy even closer to home. I felt bad for them that they would never know their mom, and now they didn't even have a dad. Over the years, my anger grew. I had trouble watching any shows or movies where a killer was glorified. I couldn't watch it. I personalized it way too much. I also became fascinated with time travel fiction because I loved the idea of going back in time to save my aunt. Over time, my attitude and perspective changed. It started with my grandma forgiving the man who murdered her daughter. She didn't go to him and forgive him, but she forgave him in her heart. At the time, I really didn't get what she meant, but I thought about it a lot. How could she let go of the anger? My grandma died of cancer a few years ago and I never got the opportunity to ask her what she meant by forgiveness. Over time, I would look into biblical examples of forgiveness and even look at the ultimate forgiveness of God sending His Son to die for the forgiveness of our sins. I don't know what day it was, but one day my attitude shifted and I too forgave Him. My thoughts went from, when is the state going to hurry up and kill this guy, to, I hope that he finds God. I wouldn't pray for him often, but when I did think about him, I would say a prayer for him and hope that God would change his heart. In March of this year, he died in prison of natural causes. I wasn't happy he died. I was actually sad. I was sad that, from what I read, he never turned his life around in prison. He was never repentant for what he had done. He never had that come-to-Jesus moment. I never thought back then, when I was so angry, that on the day he actually died that I would be sad. Here is what I learned. Life is too short to hold on to hurt and anger. Holding on to the pain did nothing for me, and it wasn't going to bring back my aunt. I've talked with people that have held on to petty grudges, and I've told them that they are just hurting themselves and not the person who hurt them. Whatever was done to you, no matter how bad, you can't move on with your life until you let go. You don't have to go to the person and forgive them, but you do need to forgive them in your heart. Another thing that I learned is that God can turn the bad things that happen in life around to a greater good. Remember how I said I was fascinated with the concept of time travel? Well, let's fast forward to 2016. Those two orphan boys are now in their 30s and they have families of their own and great kids that wouldn't exist if their lives had taken a different path. All the things that they didn't have as children they now have as adults. If I could travel back in time, and change things, I would rob them of that joy that they now have in their lives. Yes, I still get frustrated with people sometimes, but I'm always quick to forgive. Earlier this year, I had a wonderful day with my four-year-old niece. I got to take her to the movies, we ate dinner at our favorite fast food restaurant, and she even got to go to Toys R Us with me. I dropped her off at her house that evening, and on my way back home, my car got sideswiped and the driver took off, which left me having to pay the $500 deductible. I had a trip planned for that weekend, which had to be scaled back due to the financial hit. Some people would have jumped on Facebook with pictures of their damaged car and call out the hit-and-run driver. They probably would focus on that for several days. With my new attitude of forgiveness, 
I accepted the fact that it was an unfortunate event, but because I forgave the driver, no one knew other than my immediate family and close friends what happened. I got on Facebook that night and I posted pictures of my niece and bragged about how great that day was. Because it was a great day and no one, not even a hit and run driver, was going to take that away from me. Life is too short to hold on to grudges. Holding on to the hurt and pain robs you from being able to enjoy life. Nothing can change what happened, but how you deal with those unfortunate life events will change how things go moving forward. This was my contribution to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, Friday Forum. Thank you for listening. Wow, what what an amazing story. I will say, Joshua, I'm a little disappointed in your story, but it's my own fault. You're sitting there talking, you're wrapping it up, and you said, Fast forward to 2016, you, you said you, you, as a kid you were fascinated with time travel, and then fast forward to 2016. I thought you were going to break the news on this podcast that you had invented a time machine. Guess that's not the case, but man, all joking aside, this is incredible. Just an incredible story of tragedy and the good things and the, and the bright things that came from it. And that's, that's the beautiful thing of life. It is full of tragedy, but in the midst of tragedy, beautiful things happen. And you know what? I'll even say that you are one of the beautiful things that's happening in the life of your family. The the niece, the story of your niece that you share and the time that you're spending with them, the influence that you've had on um, your cousins, if I'm putting these pieces together right, you know, that's good. And uh, God has used you in in this situation, so... uh, Man, that's a really amazing story, a powerful story of forgiveness. And uh, thank you for making it part of the legacy of this podcast. Well, again, I'd love to have you and your contribution as a part of the legacy of this podcast, 304-837-2278 or goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. That's going to bring us to a close here on this special Saturday delayed edition of the uh, Friday Forum of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I will be here on Monday. And I hope that you'll join me. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a great weekend. And as always, I'm Daryl Darnell. This has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be grateful if you would share this podcast with a friend.